Hey, this is April Haywood. And if you want to know how to renew your health by removing hidden toxins, you should be listening to The Toxin Terminator with my good friend, Amy Carlson. Welcome to The Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Hey, have we got a show for you today. I've got my good friend, April Haywood, with me. She says that she was kind of a different sort of child. She was one of those that liked to turn everything around and read about them. So she was the one learning that ibuprofen might be causing some uh, problems with your stomachs and tampons. uh, They might be a problem with the toxic shock syndrome. So she was really interested in what was going in her body a long time ago as a child, but about five years ago, really started learning about the toxins in our environment and we're putting on our bodies. So stay tuned to the show where she's going to really talk to us about fragrance. She's going to take us through a couple of the rooms in our house, and she's going to talk to you about the curly girl method. Um, as April says, you need to take it slow, but take the steps. And guys, it's never too late. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. It's Amy Carlson, The Toxin Terminator. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please make sure you subscribe and that you give us a rating and let us know what you're thinking. Put a review down there. We'd always like to hear what you have to say. Today, I've got my good friend here, April Haywood. April, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So April and I are like two peas in a pod. We were chatting just a few minutes ago before we came on that, you know, so far on my podcast, I've been bringing people on that really have an impactful story. They've been talking and sharing about overcoming a chronic disease um, or they're a holistic health coach or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like April. I kind of just hit an area of my life about five years ago where I was really accidentally led into the whole um, arena of toxins. I mean, so tell me, when you got introduced to, you know, there's toxins, there's toxins in our environment. How how long ago was that for you? So I was kind of Even as a child, I was a little bit aware, but I was mostly aware of things I was putting in my body. So I was kind of one of those like weirdos that I read the directions on everything. I vividly remember one time as a teenager reading the back of a tampon box and learning about toxic shock syndrome and thinking, oh my word, why did no one ever tell me about this? And reading the ibuprofen bottle and seeing the warning about how it might, you know, cause stomach ulcers and thinking being in control of my own health. And so I never just took somebody's word or did what other people were doing. I always had an interest in taking care of my body. 
But what I didn't know back then until more recently was about the outside. You know, the, the things exactly like you talk about, the things we put on our body, the things we breathe in our body. I always just took it more of what am I eating? What am I taking? You know, as far as medicine, those were the things that I was aware of. And I wanted to support my body naturally in those ways. I, you know, I would prefer to take a vitamin as opposed to, you know, an ibuprofen or something like that. But I didn't, I still use candles and, you know, toxic fragrances. <laughs> and all of those things, having no idea that those were, you know, just as detrimental to my health. And so that journey started probably five years ago. I really started learning about that kind of stuff and just thinking, oh my word, I've been trying to do all this stuff right, but I'm still doing it so wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's really interesting to me. Um, you know, I love how you talked about, I I was a weirdo, you know, I, and as a child that you were reading and that, that, isn't a weirdo. It's, it's being cognizant, but you know, what a great thing to be learning as a, as an early adult and a, and a child, you know, to be cognizant of that. But when we think health and wellness so many times, it's about diet. It's about the foods we eat. It's about movement. And so many people do not equate what I do my laundry with and what I clean my house with or, you know, those little plug-in things that I've got all over my place, you know, my house might be causing some harm, you know, for me. So you and I got kind of started on this journey about the same time then if you were five years ago as well. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So I, I laugh because I remember learning about this type of thing. I always thought it was kind of a hippie cult Exactly. You know? <laughs> yep. Like, oh, uh, and my son even said, oh, mom, please tell me you're not going into that hippie cult stuff. It, it, <laughs> I've heard a lot of that. Yes. His exact words. So, but I think there's so many like you and I where... Um, we don't understand the information that's out there. We don't understand. So what kind of was a turning point for you, do you think? Um, honestly, it probably has the most to do with the people you surround yourself with. You know, I started, um, so I started using essential oils and because of that, I almost got this like whole new group of circle of friends and community around me because you get added into Facebook groups and you start listening to podcasts and you start learning all these things. And it's literally like a whole new world opens up. You start learning about water and the importance of the water you're drinking. And you start learning about the importance of the air you're breathing. And it just like opens up this whole new world. And so really it was essential oils that started that for me, but it was more so about the community that that brought to my life and what they had to teach me. I've made so many friends outside of that circle that just have to do with something in that realm, you know, and now, now I know who to go to for any of those things. I know a guy that does water. I know somebody (laughs) who does air purification, you know, so you have like all these connections, but it really started with that kind of essential oil journey and figuring out about the stuff that I was breathing in. Right. What you were using. So you kind of started with the, like, you know, the fragrances, the secondhand smoke kind of issue, right? right? Then, yeah, absolutely. Um, And DIY. I liked a lot of DIY because not only was I kind of a hippie, I'm also like super cheap. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, hey, if I can make my own laundry soap, like, let's do that. That sounds like a better idea. And so I did in the beginning, I did a lot of DIY. Now I don't so much as I used to because I've learned about 
good products that I can just buy. And so sometimes I'll prefer to do that. But in the beginning, I did a lot of DIY. And so that teaches you a lot because in order to do that, you have to read about ingredients and you have to find out how to make something. And then you see the stuff that you were buying and all of the unnecessary chemicals that are being added to that, that you're like, that's, that's unnecessary. I don't need that in my laundry. So, right. Right. So, um, was there, okay. So you were already aware of, you know, kind of some of the things that you put in the body and you were really making conscious efforts with that. Was there anything that just stood out to you that, that said, Oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is doing X, Y, Z to myself. And I really need to stop doing that. Anything that, you know, because we don't all make those changes all at once. Right. Right. And, you know, so walk us through how that went for you. Like, where did you start with? You said you were DIY. You really Mm -hmm. like to make a lot of your stuff. So talk us through some of that. So one of the biggest things that I still to this day, when I tell people, if they're just starting out a really good, important place to start, in my opinion, is deodorant. Because deodorant is like so toxic in many cases. And not only do you have this like bad ingredient list that you're putting on your body, you're literally putting it in one of the most important places on your body because we need to detox. We need to sweat. We need to get rid of things. And that's what our lymphatic system does for us. And it does so in our armpits. Right. (laughs) When you take that and you try to stop that process, one, that's your first mistake is trying to stop that detox process. And then two, you're doing so with chemicals, with aluminum potentially. And so to me, that is one of the like most important swaps to make. And so that was one of the first things I started making on my own. Um, And I know that it's also kind of a sensitive topic because a lot of people that's a big problem for them. You know, like nobody wants to smell bad. (laughs) So a lot of people will sacrifice their health because they're like, I don't, you know, I don't want to stop this. I don't want to be, you know, it's really bad. (laughs) Right. Well, and then have you found, and, and what has been your answer? So, um, you've heard of, you know, the armpit detox, right? Mm-hmm. Where, and that, that was a problem that I had when I went to try to go from a unnatural, uh, deodorant to m- a more natural one was that I, I had so much detoxification happening, uh, that it was so, so very uncomfortable. So what can, um, what can we talk about with, with that? Have you ever experienced it or do you have kind of some guiding words? <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't experience it. So I, I don't know why. I don't know. I didn't get, you know, um, that was not one of my crosses to bear. <laughs> I know a lot of people it is, and my husband included. It's, it's been a struggle for him. Um, but I do have a lot of friends who have asked for suggestions, and I've suggested the detox. And I know a lot of people use, you know, they'll use charcoal, activated charcoal. They use different kinds of clay, apple cider vinegar. You can make a paste and kind of do a detox that way. Um, but one thing I would say is just to, to not give up, 
you know, you will get over that hump. It's not going to be like that forever. It's kind of a similar way with shampoo, you know, for people who have switched out their shampoo, a lot of times they go through a process and they're like, Oh my word, this is terrible. My hair is greasy. I can't do this, but it's because your body is so used to all those chemicals that are stripping you and plugging you and, you know, doing all of these things that you don't want it to do. And so when you switch and you do something natural, that's good for your body and it's not fighting against your body, your body starts to detox and it starts to change and things start to happen and you want that to happen. So that would probably be my biggest piece of advice is just don't give up, you know, push through and you'll get to the other side and you'll be glad that you did. And then you won't have to do that again. Right. And do you ever work with people in, um, as they're starting this journey to just slow things down a little bit? I mean, deodorant is kind of a do or don't, right? Right, right. But, you know, when, when we talk about doing some other things too, there is, there is ways to slow down or help support that detox um, action that's happening with the body. Do you have some kind of good tips on people who do kind of suffer through some detoxing? Um, symptoms? Um, I don't really think I've ever come across that actually. I, I have a friend who went through some skin detox and so she was doing a lot of things, a lot of different things to try and detox herself. And she was having like rashes and things Mm -hmm. like that come up. And so she did just kind of slow down in general, but it wasn't necessarily anything specific. She just, you know, she was taking supplements and she was, um, doing, um, just internal things. And so she just kind of slowed down what she was doing, but nothing really specific other than that, just kind of, and you know, it's a journey for all of us. Some people are able to go quicker. Some people aren't. And so it just kind of depends on how your body, like you said, is reacting, what you're going to be able to handle. And, and such great words of wisdom is everybody's different, you mm-hmm. know, and, and everybody's going to kind of have their own journey. Okay, so deodorant was one of your first places. What, what did you go to next then? Like, um, did you have like a system or did you just kind of explore? Not really. Yeah. Not really a system. It was more just like what I would see friends doing, what I would see, you know, I'd see a post on Facebook and be like, Oh, I need to try this. But I would (laughs) say one of the other very important things that I tell people is cleaning supplies. Um, well actually, so back up, probably the first thing would be the fragrance things. I almost take that for granted now (laughs) because I feel like it's such a big step that, a lot of people have taken. Thankfully, I'm so thankful. People are starting to wake up and people are starting to realize. And so I would really say that the first step is probably getting rid of synthetic fragrances, whether that's candles, whether that's plugins, sprays, you know, anything like that, that you're still using just for the purpose of making your home smell good. They're absolutely unnecessary and not good for you. So you can get that in so many other better ways, you know, essential oils being obviously my main, uh, recommendation or way to do that because you're going to get a nice smelling home. You're not going to get toxins breathing in your lungs and you're actually going to get health benefits from them. So it's like, to me, that's almost like a no brainer. It's a win, win, win. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But yeah, then, then after that, I would say cleaning products, cleaning products to me is something that's just so easy. If you find a natural solution, um, you can use one thing for everything. It's a lie that we have to have toilet bowl cleaner and mirror cleaner and countertop cleaner and floor cleaner. And you know, all of these different things, it's all the same thing. You just want to clean. It doesn't need to be 20 different bottles of cleaner under your sink. You can find one thing and clean pretty much your whole house with it. 
exactly. I, I was so ecstatic to find a natural cleaner that I absolutely loved. And like you said, not only was it just one product, so I don't have to, you know, did you have a little caddy that you carried yeah, around your house? Exactly. You yes. Absolutely. Don't have to do that anymore. But also I've got 12 grandkids. I don't have to worry about what their binkies are doing on the floor. I don't have to worry about them crawling on the floor. And more importantly, I don't have to worry if they get into my cabinets. Um, You know, of course, I don't want them drinking a bottle of the cleaner. The worst it's going to do is make them sick to their stomach. It's not going to be a poison control situation. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll share a funny story with you. Uh, I'll just, I, I had in a, in our Mesa, Arizona home, I had a new gal coming in to clean and she, I, I was giving her my cleaner and said, this is what I want you to use. And she's like, oh no, no, I use my own cleaners. Like I can't warranty my work unless I use my own cleaners. And I said, well, you can't clean my house unless you use mine. I don't want those chemicals in my home. And oh no, 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 these are no chemicals. And so I, I, I wasn't going to argue with her, number one, but number two, I took her bottle and turned it right around. And I said this, this, you know, and just started pointing off, this is the stuff. So she grabbed my, my cleaner and went and started to clean. And then she came back to, you know, have me look at the first room that she had done to make sure she was doing what I wanted her to do. And as we were walking down the hallway, she turns to me and she said, you know, I I really like your cleaner. (laughs) Awesome. Yay. And, like, and, I, and, and so I've since then had several conversations with her because you think about this is a person who does this for a living. So right. not only is, right. you know, she, ex- she's exposed to the chemicals all the time, all day long. It was yeah. crazy to me. Sorry, I digress. No, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. That, and that's exactly how it happens. That's how we all can make a difference. You know, I I tell people that sometimes it's like, yeah, but how do you, you know, educate the world? And it's like, you don't, you educate one person at a time on one thing at a time. You know, now you've potentially changed her views on things. You know, she sees that not only is it important to look, but that natural cleaners can work. You know, that's the thing a lot of people have is they're like, yeah, I have a natural cleaner, you know, does that really work? I need bleach. And it's like, no, actually you don't. It does work. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, so we've, we've done the cleaning and there's so many different things that you can do with cleaning. Even if you don't use a, a natural cleaner per se that you purchase, you can use things like, um, vinegar, white vinegar, you can use baking soda, you know, making a paste or scrub that, that works really well for just, you know, extra little, um, you know, extra little pushes that we need, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I've got baking soda sitting on my carpet behind me right now. Time <laughs> to soak up some stuff. <laughs> Love it. Um, so did you get to, when did you get to the laundry room? That did take a little bit longer. I actually, a friend invited me to a kind of like a little DIY class and we were making laundry soap. And so that was my, the first time I had really thought about it because she was like, you know, let's make it. And she kind of taught us about some of the ingredients that would have been in our normal laundry soap, which P.S. also, I mentioned being a cheapskate earlier, I was kind of an extreme couponer. And 
one of the things that you get major coupons for and major discounts for is laundry detergent. So I had a huge stockpile of laundry detergent that I had gotten for super cheap or even free sometimes. And so hearing that it was toxic, (laughs) it's not something I wanted to hear. (laughs) It's like, I have a whole laundry room full of this stuff. Are you kidding me? So, but then I did learn and we made the detergent and I was like, man, that was easy. And that was cheap. Like, okay, maybe I can do this, you know, but then I actually further to that, I learned that the stuff we made really wasn't that great either because we were making it with, um, borax. We were making it with washing soda. And I read a really good blog one time. I wish I could tell you who it was so I could give them credit, but it kind of broke down how that works in your laundry. And that although it's not necessarily, toxic, it doesn't clean your laundry all that well. And what you actually need to clean your laundry is enzymes because enzymes break things down. And that's what it does. You know, we have enzymes in our body that breaks our food down. And so you really need those enzymes to actually break down the grime and the grease and the stuff in your clothes. And so although I had found a non-toxic option, it wasn't working as well. And then I found a better, a better natural option that did have the enzymes that, that really takes care of the clothes. So that part um, was probably just a couple of years ago that I was able to do that. And then also um, dryer sheets, you know, of course that's a big one. That's a big one that people <laughs> struggle with almost like the deodorant. Like people are really loyal to their dryer sheets. <laughs> they want that smell. They get fixated on that smell. Everybody yep. kind of has their own smell. And so it's sometimes a really hard transition for people. And I think sometimes we associate if if our clothes don't have a scent, they're not clean. Exactly. You know, that's exactly right. Yeah. And it's not true. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Not true at all. Um, I was one of those that I had, not only did I have dryer sheets, but I had those, uh, do you even remember these? They're the bars that you can stick inside the drum of the dryer. And so, you know, (laughs) rubbing against it and getting the smell on it. And my word. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and what's funny is once you get rid of that option, then like I go to what I have one set of kids that still, they use a lot of, of the stuff that I use, but they're not a hundred percent on board and their laundry just gives me a headache. I I just, you know, they've got so much scented stuff in there and a lot of laundry soap is heavily fragranced. Right. Right. I, we, my husband and I like to go for walks in the neighborhood we used to live in. We don't live there now. We would go for a walk pretty much every morning if it was nice out. And there was this one house that just walking by their house, Mm -hmm. I could smell their laundry because you know, it exits the, you know, the dryer vent goes outside and it would like make me, yeah, like cringe just walking by their house because the smell was so strong. However, thankfully I was able to kind of share some of this information with them later in a different setting and they switched over. So that was super awesome. That's amazing. I mean, you know, being able to impact people, but I love that. Um, I was reading a study about they tested the dryer vents and the dryer vents have over 25 VOCs, volatile organic compounds. So, you know, 25 different um, VOCs, which are toxic to the body. So if that's going out the dryer vent, what do you think is happening when we're wearing it? It's hanging in our closets. So laundry was a big one for me. What did you do to replace the dryer sheets for, for in the dryer? I have wool dryer balls. 
I got several different kinds. I was actually at a craft fair the first time I saw them and I was like, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Let's try that. And now I have like, every time you open the dryer, they just (laughs) fall out (laughs) everywhere (laughs) because I have so many. Sometimes, honestly, I just throw the dryer balls in there and I don't even put anything for smell. Um, my husband is actually the more diligent one and he will put essential oils on the dryer balls to give it a little bit of the scent. So I like to do lavender oil for like sheets and towels and things like that. And I also like um, some of the woodsy, like tree, you know, pine and things like that. And sometimes the citrus ones, although citrus are um, top note scents and so they don't last as long. Right. So while they always smell really good, they... I don't do, I try to do, you know, stronger scents in the dryer. Awesome. Um, I have found, I, I just never found the scent staying around long enough for me to actually put the scent in there. Um, what I did find to work in the dryer was white, white, white vinegar that I used actually in the wash for to soften when I do sheets and towels. But I just found this last year. I made spray bottles with the essential oils. And so whatever scent I wanted, and I sprayed the wool balls. And that seemed to work better than just to drop the oil onto the wool ball. Interesting. I actually have a friend that does that, but I've never tried it. So I should totally try that. Yeah. <laughs> so you. just, you know, just mixing it with water. You yeah. can, um, and I put a little bit of pinch of Epsom salts in it and that has worked really, really well. So I just pick a nice. size I'm going to be good with. Most of the time I just do it on sheets and towels. I actually don't like my clothes to have a scent to them. (laughs) Right. I want to control my own scent for the day. (laughs) So talking fragrance, um, I think it's really super important to talk to people about you know, you've got fragrance as, as far as candles, as far as plugins and and stuff like that. But you know, we want to look at things um shampoo, body washes. Have you done a lot of work with those areas? Yes. Definitely. I'm pretty simple. And actually we could do an entire podcast on my hair because I do, as you can see, but not everyone else can. I have curly hair. And so I actually follow something called the curly girl method. And it's like a whole cult. (laughs) You can look it up and there's like a big process. But what I found when I started doing it was that of course, a lot of the products that are recommended are things that I'm not comfortable using. And so I had to do kind of like a double journey because I wasn't just doing, you know, this whole new journey with the curly girl method. I was also doing it as a, I want to be a toxin free curly girl. And that I didn't really find a lot of out there. And so I kind of had to create my own journey there, but I do um, purchase my own, you know, I don't make my own of the conditioner, which is the big part of the curly girl method. And then I make my own hair gel. So I make flaxseed hair gel and it's amazing. It works great. It's super moisturizing. It's great for your hair. It's incredibly cheap and easy to make. And of course I put essential oils in that too, to smell good. And there's certain oils that are good for your hair. And so I put that in, it helps with the strength. It helps with the length It helps with all of it. So I do make my own as far as the gel, but I just use a natural um, conditioner that I really like. And then yes, the, go ahead. No, I was going to say that sounds amazing because that's one of the things that we're lacking in um, is a gel uh, for our hair. Um, You know, you've got the curly hair. You can see I have very short hair, so I I don't, I'm not sure where that, you know, It would work. Um, Now, 
people can find you just under April Haywood on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Would that be a place that you might share that recipe? I do. I actually, so I do a lot of recipes on Instagram. So if you find me there, uh, if you're familiar with Instagram, there's highlights at the top and I'll save some of those recipes. So I have the flaxseed DIY flaxseed recipe on there on my highlights. There we go. Now there's a reason for people to connect with you is get that. Absolutely. That one's amazing. Yes. Wonderful. <coughs> Excuse me. Go ahead. So you're talking about hair as being a huge area that you made some changes in. Um, what about, you know, like body washes? Because I think about our lotions. I was a huge person in um, Bath and Body Works lotions. Right. Yes. Oh my word. Right? So much money we wasted, right? <laughs> I was the same way. And I, like I said, with the sales and the discounts and stuff, whenever there would be a big sale or like Black Friday or after Christmas, I would like stock up. So that was another thing I had like a cabinet full of when I learned that I didn't want to use anymore. And my husband even commented one time we were cleaning out everything. And he, like I said, he's totally on board. He gets it. He's, he's all in. And so he was actually cleaning out a bunch of our stuff. And he's like, what do we do with it? He's like, I don't want to give it to anybody else and induce this toxin on them, but I hate to just throw it away and waste it. So it really kind of does become a dilemma once you reach that standing point is like, what do I do with all this stuff? <laughs> I, I hear you because I, I went through that same thing. It's like, okay, now what do I do with the stuff that I'm, I've been going through my home and I'm, I'm taking off, you know, shower gels and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And, and now... And I didn't, I was like you, I didn't want to give it to somebody and have them be exposed to that toxin. So I just right. threw it away is what I did. So yep, exactly. Like, well, yep. I just can't see handing it, you know, to somebody else. Even, right. even the, um, have you seen the, oh, especially around the holidays, you'll get those where they, they're asking for personal care items yes. to be donated. Yes. And, and I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> No, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Even when we travel, uh, we travel a lot. We travel probably more than we're home right now. And we take all of that stuff with us. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Like if people see me, they probably think I'm a weirdo because here I am like opening my own soap in the hotel room. You know, I'm not going to use the little free one that they provide because one, not only do I make the assumption that it's not good, I can't find out. I have searched and I have done this at multiple hotels with multiple brands. I will get online and I will search. I'll type in the name and the hotel and the soap, whatever. You cannot find the ingredients for that stuff. Like it's super proprietary. You can't find it anywhere else. It's made specifically for the hotel. And so that, of course, I don't like that. <laughs> I want to be informed. I want to make the decision. So if you can't tell me what's in it, then I'm not using it. Yeah. Well, isn't that crazy? I did. Um, oh, I did. I've done all kinds of um, toxic, you know, house where we've gone room by room. And I've been at the grocery store where, because I haven't been to a, a cleaning aisle in the grocery store in, in five years. I just exactly. haven't been there. Exactly. And I'm grabbing stuff so that I can read the ingredients in it. And I actually did a Facebook Live right from the grocery store because you can't get the ingredients on many of our, our cleaning uh, supplies. And that to me is alarming. Exactly. You know, why wouldn't you want to know what's in what you're using? It's mm -hmm. just crazy to me that we, we accept this as, well, it's okay. You know, right. they're not going to sell me anything bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime 
we can't be informed and make our own decision, we need to ask why. There is no good reason that someone wouldn't tell you the information that you need to know if it wasn't bad. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen the documentary Stink? I have not watched it in its entirety, but I, I know I, I need to sit down and take the time. To, I've, that one's a real eye opener too. That yep. was part of my, my journey. Stink. And what's the other one that, that, um, oh my gosh, there's so many different documentaries that you can, you know, watch to get the information, but we'll post that up. Of, I think it's what, 45 minutes. I don't remember. I can't remember how long it, how long it is, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I want to make sure um, we don't run out of time here. Yeah. Um, so have we, because we talked about laundry room, we we're talking about fragrance. So we're kind of hitting all the key points. What are some other things that, you know, we talk about, I talk about hidden toxins a lot, you know, because there's so many things that we just aren't aware of. And what was kind of a surprise to you? Like when you got started on this journey, you were like, really? Right. I would say probably makeup. That was something I didn't think much about. And I was never really like a big makeup person anyway. And so once I started learning about that and the ridiculous things that they put in makeup that you would never even think, like, why is that in there? And so when I started learning about that, that was definitely an eye opener and, you know, how easy it can be to have a natural option, you know, and just that it can work the same. It can work great. It can feel great. Oh my word. That's probably the biggest difference. Honestly, when I switched to a natural mineral makeup, it feels so much better on my skin. And everyone that I have, you know, use it or try it or I'll, you know, have a little like class where people can try it on themselves. And that's what everyone says. Oh my gosh, my face feels so clean. I don't feel heavy. I don't feel sticky. I don't feel like my pores are clogged. And not only were your pores clogged before, they were clogged with toxic material. <laughs> so now you're cleaner and you are actually helping your skin instead of hurting it. So yeah, yes. that was a big kind of secret one to me. Yeah. Uh, well, on that one, I have been aware of for a long time. And what really aggravates me here in the United States, because that's where we are right now, is that we only ban 11 ingredients yep. to be into, you know, to go into our makeup where European nations ban over 1300. Exactly. Um, you know, so if you have the concept that, that, hey, the purchases I'm making here in the stores are safe for me, you're sadly mistaken. Absolutely. Um, sadly mistaken. So, yep. so what in the last five years, let's go into kind of what has been some of the differences for you? Um, we were talking before we got recording about how sometimes, you know, you and I, we didn't have major health issues when we got started. But for me, I didn't realize how poorly I felt until I felt better. Is there, you know, what kind of changes have you noticed for yourself? By the way, I want our listeners to know, and my, my team will put together video portions of this too, so they will get to see your face. You have a beautiful face. You don't need the makeup. It's just absolutely radiant. So people need oh, you are too <laughs> sweet. You are too sweet. Thank you very much. Um... Now you got me lost in turn the thought. You got me blushing. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> what? What in the last? Oh, five what? Years? What were the differences? Yeah. Yes. How okay. do you feel today? Yes. You know, right now compared to five years ago. Okay. So I would say two things. One was I was actually having quite a bit of digestive trouble. 
when I kind of started this and I, for probably like six or seven months, it was getting pretty bad. And I was feeling uneasy. A lot of the time, if I ate something, I would feel bad. But if I was hungry, I would also feel bad. And I was like living off of bananas. That was like the only thing that wasn't upsetting my stomach. And I couldn't figure out why. And it was getting to that point where it's kind of like, okay, this is concerning, you know, like what's going on. And I'd gone to the doctor, I'd had tests done. And of course, you know, as many people have heard, it's fine. There's nothing wrong. You know, we don't find anything, but when you don't feel good, that's not a good answer. You want to know what is going on. And so that was kind of when I was starting this empowerment journey, if you will, of figuring out my own health. And at that time I started um, making a shake for myself that involved probiotics. And I was also using peppermint essential oil, which is very calming to your stomach. And so those two things made a drastic difference in my digestion. And whatever it was, I still don't know what was going on. I think my gut floor was just messed up and I brought it back into balance and I was fine. You know, within a few weeks of kind of figuring things out on my own and doing those things, I was fine and I don't have any issues now. So that was one big thing. And then the other thing I would say is more just the fact that I don't really get sick much ever. I mean, Mm -hmm. of course we all do now and then, you know, it happens. But one testimonial my husband gave one time, we were talking about this and he was talking about how he really doesn't go to the doctor anymore. He really doesn't get sick anymore. And he said, well, if you really want to know, he said, my doctor died five years ago and I still haven't found a new one. Because he literally hasn't been to the doctor in five years. And so, you know, that in and of itself, I think is a testimony to stay in age, you know, and that doesn't mean we wouldn't go. If I needed to go, I absolutely would go, but I just don't need to go because one, I don't get sick very often. And two, when I do, I know how to take care of myself. I know, you know, what kind of things I should do to support myself. And I know what kinds of plants and vitamins and foods and things that I can feed myself to boost my immune system to strengthen my body to help me get over that. And what, you know, what a savings that is, you know, when, uh, you know, and I agree 100%. I, I, I think there's always a stigma out there that if you're doing things in a more natural way, that you're anti the medical, um, you know, facilities. And and that is not true. I think there is absolutely time and a place for them and a need, absolute need, you know, for them. But if there's things that we can do to naturally support our bodies, you know, how cool is that? And I shared with you beforehand, I'm drinking, um, I make tea with honey and copaiba and thieves in it um, when I'm not feeling well. and which I have, you know, something has come on, but I know by doing that and up in my vitamin C intake and my Ninksha Red that I'm going to exactly. be fine within a day. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't put me down like it used to put me down. I know that there's things I can do to help support my body. And what a blessing, you know, to be able to share that with other people. I think too, you know, your skin being so radiant, you know, uh, uh, I think that's a huge change for us too. When we're, our bodies are fighting toxins, it's just pouring out of our skin always, you know, when we're we're in that mode. Um, The energy, you know, that we get when we start removing those, you know, toxins from our body and, you know, the difference in our sleep. Right. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, huge. Um, Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, You know, top top three things you would say if you're just 
checking into this, you know, trying to decide is this for me or not? What would you say? I would say don't be intimidated. I think that happens to a lot of people. They're like, oh my gosh, it's just so overwhelming. Like, I don't know where to start. You're telling me that everything in my world is toxic and I don't know what to do and I can never go to the store again. And so I feel like people kind of get that analysis, paralysis by analysis um, type of thing. And so they just don't do anything. Right. And so I would say, don't do that. It doesn't matter. Every, every positive decision you make is a positive decision in the right direction. You don't have to do everything at once. You don't have to have everything in your budget. You know, when you run out of lotion, buy a better lotion. When you run out of shampoo, buy a better shampoo. You don't have to do it all at once. So I would definitely say, take it slow, but take those steps. And that's also an encouragement that I like to give people is it's never too late because a lot of people will say that too. They're like, oh my gosh, well, I've already screwed everything up. I'm already sick. I already have, you know, this disease or this issue. And, you know, my kids are grown and I've already, you know, put all these toxins in their body. And so they kind of, again, get that, you know, paralysis of like, it's too late. And that is also not true because our bodies are amazing. It amazes me all the time when you decide to make that switch and you decide to do something better, your body will thank you and it will start to heal itself and it will start to turn a corner. And yes, it may take longer if you've been doing things, you know, for a long time, but it's, it's never too late to go in that direction and to make just one more, you know, good decision. Right. Right. That's awesome. What, what great, um, excuse me, I got something going on in my throat here, but what great advice. I love that. Take it slow, but take the steps um, in that it's never too late. April, you have been such a joy to have on the show today. Thank you Um, so much. I really enjoyed it. You know, sharing the journey, sharing, you know, the the simple steps that we can take to make such a, a powerful impact in our lives and those around us. So thank you. Thank you very much. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.